I do. And I don't. You know, maybe it's that I'm just nostalgic for the good old days, Cap, but we're on episode 62, and I remember when we started this podcast, and it was in the shed, just in in your old place, the the old shed we used to record in. Now... It was weird because old man Flanagan used to live in the same shed and he would always be like, hey, you kids doing your sexy podcast times? And I'd say, we go, old man Flanagan, shut up. We're trying to record. And and we worked over that hump and we got, you know, billions of listeners almost overnight. We became these sex advice and intimate relationship advice superstars and we were just like overwhelmed. Well... It was because of that that I was able to afford this place. And now we live, of course, in a mansion in Los Angeles. It's a bit of, it's a, bit of a ranch. Um, I own it. I let you and your son stay in the... the uh, West Wing. West, <laughs> the West Wing. <laughs> You're so kind to us, Joel. You, you call it the West Wing, but it's really the stable house, which is a mansion unto itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't With have, horses. There are horses, but they're, they, they're in the... The other barn, which is also a mansion, um, which is it's weird to because the horses have to go up and down stairs. We live in a Los Angeles complex of ranch style mansions. Yeah, it's a be- It's just a beautiful place, and it's on the it's in the Hollywood Hills. But we'll never forget our humble roots, right? <laughs> An old man Flanagan. <laughs> it's a Monday again. Shut up, old man Flanagan. We're trying to do a podcast here. You know, we always edited that stuff out. You won't hear it. <laughs> Uh, um, from the beginning of the, I'm feeling so nostalgic about it, and just <laughs> sometimes I feel like I wish we could go back to those play- times. Aww, what is it that you miss the most? I just, you know, at this point because of how we record, you're sitting uh, 20 feet away. We're we're actually in our own vocal booths, and you're like I can I can see you through th- three panes of tinted glass. Yeah. And that doesn't feel as intimate and as personal as when we were in that old barn and we were basically touching knee to knee. Mm -hmm, Because it was so small and so so cold. And uh, of course, my knee didn't literally touch your knee because old man Flanagan was sitting between us. But we were... Keeping space for Jesus. (laughs) Oh, that guy. Yeah. I miss the smell of his breath. Well, because he'd fall asleep on your shoulder, and, would. and you would hear, you'd feel, smell that breathing, yeah. and hear that breathing right, right by your head the yeah. whole time. But you never. The thing was, and I knew it was hurting your shoulder, but you never w- w- stirred him. Uh, well, you know, the, he'd been through so much. Oh yeah, he was in the wars. All of them. He would. <laughs> <laughs> he would always mention that. He goes, "You don't give me any respect," and I was in the wars. All the wars. I saw all sorts of people being killed in the wars. We go, old man Flanagan, shut up. We're trying to talk about vaginas here. Oh, vaginas. I haven't seen one of those for a dog's age. You know. Mm. I, I miss those times. And all of this to say. Welcome to I Do and I Don't Podcast show, the show where we give intimate relationship advice every Monday. Every Monday. And these questions that we answer come from... Our real listeners. Our real listeners. As opposed to our fake listeners. We, we get so many emails to I do know I don't show at gmail.com and on our Facebook and Instagram. We actually should streamline this mm-hmm. uh, because billions of people write in questions every week. Cat pours over them and picks the three best questions. Sometimes yeah. w- uh, what you've said, I, she's come to me with tears in her eyes and she's gone, 
Joel, I need, we need to answer these. I go, are you sure? Aren't there questions that I says, I go, sometimes this question seems like one we've already answered. She's like, this person needs us. This person needs us so badly right now that they can't possibly scroll through previous episodes. Yeah. You've said that. Well, cause we have so many 62. 62. Um, and, uh, and also some of those episodes have been listened to. I think they're worn out. They've been listened to like 60 billion times or something like that. I mean, the numbers are astronomical. Off the charts. Yeah. I can barely keep the bandwidth on the website going because hmm. that's how website talk is. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Kat gets the questions. She reads them. She answers. She finds answers. She writes down everything she wants to say. And then she brings them to me. I shoot from the hip and give my version of advice. Uh, is that basically how it works, Kat? It is basically how it works. Shall we jump right in then? I think we should. All right. Let's. <laughs> Old man Flanagan, what are you doing here? <laughs> Go away. We're trying to record. <laughs> how did he get? Did you bring him here, Kat? A uh, little blast from the past. He uh, wants to be a ranch hand. So. <laughs> I took care of the horses in the wars. In all the war- There were horses in the wars? Some oh, of them. The first couple. Some of them. All right. Old man Flanagan, you sit over there and we'll talk to you later. Uh, what's the first question, Kat? Question number one. I want to pick your brains about something. Power dynamics in sex are always talked about in the context of BDSM and have a dark undertone. I love that this question started. I want to pick your brains about something. Of course you do. What, what, everybody well, is. That's what, the question, that's what a question is. A whole point. <laughs> it's like starting a question with the word question. Question. Okay, question number one. Question. question. I want to pick your brains about something. I have a question I need to ask. <laughs> I need your I'm help. I'm looking for answers. <laughs> I'm looking for your insight on something. Anyway, sorry. Wondering what you guys think about this. So start start over, not the first Okay, line. I'll edit it so its syntax is much more pleasing to your ears. <laughs> Power dynamics in sex are always talked about in the context of BDSM and have a dark undertone. Mm. But seriously, why isn't every couple using this to add nuance to sex? Wouldn't every couple benefit from partners taking turns asking for things, requesting things, being worshipped or worshipping? How can people approach this without getting into kink? Well, um, we've talked about this, so listen to previous episodes. (laughs) The end. Next. All right. Well, it is interesting, this word kink. Uh, I guess at what point does something go from just like what you're into and, and... somewhat normal quote-unquote to oh now we're in a place that's more we will have to call it kinky or fetishy or whatever because it's it it, it kind of goes off the rails because it is a, a spectrum i guess it is but don't you feel like most couples do play with okay so, so power dynamics we've talked about dom sub dynamics yeah everyone uh, probably I'm making this uh, up, but probably 85% of people are like heterosexual relationships are male dominant, female submissive. That's just a stat I made up, but it probably is true. <laughs> it might even be higher than that. No one's here for the science, Joel. Yeah. That's okay. I'm making, but it's probably true. I mean, it feels true. It feels true. So therefore, there's a really good chance that it yeah. is. That's Women, like my whole dating history, and I can tell you that is not a good. All right. Well, philosophy. in this case, I think it's going to ring true. Most women like to be submissive. Most mm-hmm. men take the dominant role, and and that's why you have dominatrixes. Right. Because you can't find a girl to be dominant, so you got to go to somebody that's going to crush your balls. I see. 
So, um, so are you saying then that if more women were more dominant, we wouldn't have to go to the ball crushing extreme? I'm not saying that. Okay. Because some guys might just need that ball crush. Mm-hmm. But I am saying that these power dynamics, yes, 100% are always being played out. It's probably difficult to have a sexual experience where it's not, there is no, <laughs> everyone's both on the equal playing field because someone's being held down and fucked or someone's on top of, you know what I mean? Someone's driving. Someone, ship. yeah, I mean, there's they're just, I mean, I think that's why men, men are usually dominant because the action that they're taking physically is one that has a little bit more thrust to it. Mm-hmm. So what about this idea of worshiping or being worshipped by your partner, which yes. also falls into the power dynamic? I mean, you call that power dynamic? I don't know if it has to be. So what, how would you define that? What does that mean Yeah, to you? I mean, it can, I'm sure it can be part of that power dynamic thing. Um, but uh, adoration, like that is giving the other person the power, but we don't need to frame it that way. Right. We can we can frame it in the way like the like it's just like okay this it's going to be my turn to just have someone lavish their like affection on me mm-hmm. and and to worship me that's not I have the power it's more like I'm be, I am just being washed with this adoration mm-hmm. like I don't I did I wouldn't have the idea of power in that at all and yeah there's no reason why people i mean if it should you'd think it would be an organic thing yeah we're like wait lay down on your stomach i'm just gonna play with your ass and worship your ass and (laughs) and you know put my mouth all over your ass and like just hold it and squeeze it and just spend time just with your ass for a little while but i feel like so this question can only come to us because a lot of people maybe are not considering things like this and it's just like being aware of how you are putting your attention on someone else rather than just, I think sometimes people get caught up in trying to get to some kind of end result orgasm Mm. and not everyone is really conscious of exactly how they want to execute that and like the kind of dynamic they want to create in that scenario. Mm. So I think maybe this, this listener's question speaks to this notion that maybe we need to be a little bit more intentional about how we step into a sexual interaction. It's th- it's the idea of time that w- and and it's a, it's a an idea that we've historically had jokes surrounding men and their issues with it. The idea of like he thinks foreplay is fingering me for 2 seconds before yeah. putting it in. Those types of jokes. Yeah. Um but you d- like there's no there's no timeline where like oh a man should be hard as soon as I take his pants off so that I suck his dick for 5 seconds and then I can he can fuck me and then maybe I'll come and then he'll come mm-hmm. you know and there we had sex you know or he he licked my pussy for a little bit then you know what I mean it was already hard and then I you know you guys can take an hour of like just like touching yep. if you want to, yep. you know, or, you know, an, an hour of, of hardcore uh, face fucking and, you know, <laughs> whatever it looks tongue like. grinding. Whatever it looks like to you. Like you can indulge a bit more. And 
maybe not everyone all the time has that luxury, but surely there are some ways you can carve out time like that for yourself. Right. I mean, if you're in, but quickies, you can, you know, create an atmosphere for that too. Absolutely. And again, it's intention. On the kitchen counter as fast as you can. You just have to have a quick one, you know, like someone's going to be in charge in that scenario or, you know, like a quick one could entail. I like this question too about asking for what you want, taking turns asking for things. Are you comfortable asking your partner for stuff? Like sexually speaking? It blows my mind that that's like, like, can we do this? Like, why isn't that just what everyone always does? People have a remarkably difficult time articulating what they want sexually i know i know more than like women and we've talked about this before too and it's the idea of like how women are socialized or whatever potentially and that kind of thing and i'm whatever there's probably myriad reasons why this could be but the idea that women don't like to uh say what they want they don't think about what they want even Mm. it's just not in their purview Whereas men, I think they'll just go do what they want, you know? Mm -hmm. They'll just be like, okay, we're doing this now. We're doing that now. And I've said, hey, what do you want? It'd be nice to hear feedback about what you would like to have happen here. And, you know, not getting that can be a little... um, eh, It's fine, but it could be so much more fun if somebody just kind of just said what they wanted. Mm-hmm. I, and I've been with male partners too, where I've asked them, like, "Tell me what you want," and they get all tongue-tied; they don't know what to say. Right, and maybe they people just aren't thinking about it. I don't know. And they're just like, "We'll do whatever you want," like, which is really unimaginative. It's annoying because it's like, if you're, if I'm doing whatever I want, you do whatever you want. I'll just be here to accept it. Well, how involved are you then? Yeah, exactly. How present are you in like, this Like, what moment? have you been thinking about me doing to you leading up to this encounter that we're having right but now? But even here now, you're just like, all right, well, that feels good. Mm, okay. Yeah. What do you want me to do now? Okay, that feels good. You're not very, you're not really with it, are you? No. You're just kind of like. It does suggest that they're not super present. Well, it's like, I want to think of a metaphor. It's like you're, you're and I don't, I don't cook or anything like that but it's like you're in the kitchen with someone you're making a meal with them and they're like hey what would you like in this the spaghetti sauce you want some mushrooms you want some green peppers uh whatever you want but like what tastes good for you like what do you enjoy Eh, whatever i'm it's fine do you even want spaghetti right now like are you even into (laughs) spaghetti yeah it's fine i'll eat the spaghetti you don't care about anything you don't like none of this means anything to you I mean, that's a really big leap to conclude that they don't care about anything. But yeah. No, you don't care. <laughs> and like, maybe that's it. Maybe the issue is that a lot of people have a really hard time being present and actually engaged during a sexual encounter. It, it's, I think is that, and there, there's also been experiences where like people that I've known that it, it, maybe sex is newer for them or I think for a lot of people, maybe, I don't know if it's an experience, but just... Again, we were talking about repression and things like that, where you'll say, what do you want? And there is an insecurity or there is a like, I don't know. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So I can't really speak to what I want or what. It's like, well, just, you know, that's why you have to spend that time on your own to sort of explore sexuality, even theoretically in your mind and through other resources if you want but just you know think what do i want what what turns me on like what what 
made me a little hard or what made me a little bit more wet when I was imagining this or that. Like, what is sexuality to me? And then when you are there with your partner, that's when you can start going like, oh, you know, is a crazy idea that I just imagined would be me sticking my ass out and you shoving your face right into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then feeling your tongue, you know, from my clit to my asshole and your face in my cheek. You know what I mean? Do you think that um, I'm trying to think if I've ever explained the mechanics of what I want in that much detail before? Well, you don't have to, but the, like that's what's going on in, in your, your head. head. Yeah, and for then sure. you go stick your face in my ass. Yeah, yeah. Get over here and stick your yeah. face. Okay, all right, I'll do that. Really get it. And if, if they've stuck their face in your ass and they're not moving it. <laughs> Then you can go, then you can go shove your tongue in my pussy. Yeah. You know, then you like, and those things are fine. And then if you, and if you're in a dominating role in that moment and it's not, it's, I mean, there's a sitcom I watched, uh, rewatching and recently where the guy is having a sexual experience with this girl and she's like very like to the point, she goes, you know what, this isn't working for me. Now take your hand and move it in a circular motion. You know, wow! And she gives him and like specific, very specific, very yeah, very explicit, specific instructions. And and she goes, "Is this working for you?" He goes, "Well, this is actually a, quite a lovely arrangement." You know, he's uptight <laughs> British. Uh, this is like, because he wants to just be told. And she's like, "Oh yes, that's good. That's working." You know, amazing. What is this show? I want to watch. It's it. called Peep Show. It's a Peep Show. It sounds dirtier than it is, but um, I'll take it. I'm. <laughs> it's a it's alone. a fantastic show, but. So she, uh, but the the idea there is that's an extreme case of like, let me give you the mechanical breakdown of what you need to do. But when you are just, you, you can, that can be so sexy. Mm-hmm. Like saying now put your finger, like that's not sexy. But if you go, yeah, I want you d- deeper, deeper, harder. Like those kinds of instructions we all know are so sexy. I'm so resisting saying anything right now or just listening to you talk instead. <laughs> I'm rambling. No, it's great. But but those things you can say in like they can be instructional and sexy is what I'm trying Absolutely. to Absolutely. And you know? and you know, I think sometimes the shorter and more to the point you can make it, like start short and then expand on it if you need to. Mm-hmm. Put your thumb in my ass. <laughs> Deeper. Yeah. yeah. Not so deep. Now just massage, you know, whatever. Whatever, whatever it looks like to you. Spit on my clit, I don't know. Spit on my <laughs> clit. That's the episode title. <laughs> no, I don't even think I can do that. That's can too I? dirty. I'll just delete it off Instagram forever. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I don't know if we answered that question or not, but yeah, play with your sexual dynamics. Yeah, Power, it's, it's super fun. Worshipping, asking for what well, you Well, I, I think part of the question, if we want to get into this idea, is like, how can you do this and it's not kink or whatever? Maybe you will move into the idea of kink. I was uh, talking with someone, and uh, sleeping with somebody, and, and we diff- definitely had a, like, I was more dominant than usual mm-hmm. in this dynamic. Um, it wasn't just run-of-the-mill dominance. It was a little bit more than that. And... And and this happening when we weren't together, when we were together. And I, at one point I was like, hey, I think we have a dom-sub. Like, it feels like heading towards the idea of BDSM type of relationship. Like, I think we're in that world. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, probably. 
but we, you don't have to name it. Yeah, and this is it. That's, that's sort of what I wanted to get to, too, is that like, we don't need to label what yeah. we're doing in Who the bedroom. Cares? I think as long as everyone's needs are being met and everything's consensual, you don't have to categorize anything, really. Yeah. So you, you can do power di- power plays and like, and, and if someone tells you like, I, you know, I want to be kind of tightly held in a certain posi- way that like, let's say you have them under the blankets and you straddle them so they can't move, but you're in complete control. Mm-hmm. And then, or maybe they can touch themselves and you you are going to tell them to come mm-hmm. with your dick in their mouth or whatever. Or whatever. You know, this can be a moment <laughs> whatever where... Whatever non-specific scenario you can yeah, concoct. But th- now this is a BDSM type of thing, is it not? You're, you're, you're holding them down. You're, I mean, there's a bondage element there, yeah, isn't there? But it's very... Dominance, it, submission. Yeah, like, but it's, it's all, light. It's light BDSM. I think, I think, you know, the only thing missing is gear, really, in that sure. scenario. Yeah. You could recreate all of that with like a nice hog tie situation, but um, yeah. but there you go, and you can you can <laughs> label that if you want, but you don't have to. It's just a fun. Can idea. I tell you something really sad? Yeah. So like, I'm a big, I'm into toys to some extent. Like, I don't need them in every way, but I think it's fun to have like a little collection of things. Right. But I have one piece of equipment in my tickle trunk, let's call it, uh, that has not ever been used. Well, and it makes me sad. It's going to be hard to get somebody to use a giant black dildo. That's, <laughs> that's not what eight, it is. 18 inches long and that's uh, not what the item five is. inches around. No, it's just like gathering dust at this point. <laughs> what is it? You're, you're... It's a collar and a leash. So nobody wants to use the collar and the leash? Well, I haven't you? really found a scenario in which I am comfortable rolling that out. So who's wearing the collar? Like, I mean, it can go either way. It could go either way, but ideally me. You want to be the one that's mm-hmm. wearing the collar. Yeah. So this is just like, what can you do with a collar and a leash? This is this is interesting for this question, I think. So, because I could grab someone's hair and hold their head back mm-hmm. while I'm fucking them from behind, but a, a collar and a leash would make that easier Mm -hmm, much easier and is that but what else can happen are we walking around for a bit in my mind it's like i come into the space and it gets put on and then like Mm -hmm. it's there for the entire duration till like sleeping time so if there's dinner involved or drinks or whatever it's like a whole thing for me so (laughs) this is this is a whole like the this so the your this collar and leash is being used clothed yeah. Prior to yeah. any hanky panky, if you will, but yep. it's the whole experience, the, like the whole notion of it from start to finish, and and that's used to guide you wherever this person wants you to go, exactly for that evening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. It's a whole thing, and like I don't, I don't really particularly consider myself to be kinky necessarily, which is ironic because I was in a polyamorous relationship for ten years. I guess a lot of people would call that kinky, right? But you know, like. The BDSM scene is something I've been mildly curious about. And there are elements for sure that I would incorporate into my own life. But yeah, I guess we all have a little bit of kink. I think part of it is is in what we were talking about where we say you don't need to label it. When you do label it and when you go, what is this? Are we being weird? Then you, that is kinky. And I think I brought that whole story forth to say like, I have had partners since I acquired the leash but I have always felt, I guess, fear of judgment in offering it up or maybe like I didn't have exactly the kind of trusting dynamic I want to have in order to submit myself that way. And, and I feel like 
there's a such a subtlety to these things. Yeah. Having kind of like tiptoed near that, you know, put my toes in a little bit. Yeah. Nothing uh, like extreme. But you you really need to have a strong, like as the dominant one, like a strong control of the situation yeah. where you're not pushing it, but you are certainly playing with that person the right amount, yeah. you know what I mean? So I can imagine using the leash and how you're describing it where you you kind of have to use it the right – there's such exactly. a fine line. You can't just like be holding the leash and pulling you down yeah, to just play it, the spaghetti. It, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It could become absurd in the wrong hands, Right. I think. You need to have it – just use it. Just the right amount to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I guess- Until like, you get to the point where you're, you know- Isn't that hilarious? Like, it's become the benchmark of, like, the most idealized sexual dynamic I could achieve. The day that I can bestow the leash upon someone is Here, the day. Here's a leash. Now, what would you do with it? <laughs> Tell me. Mm-hmm. How would this look in your yeah. life? Oh, my God. I can't believe I said all of that on air. But interesting. We're not on air. But- <laughs> <laughs> We're on the air. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, on the mic. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so enjoy these dynamics without naming them, without worrying about the idea of kink or whatever. You probably are a little kinky. You'll have fun with it. And it's fine. There's nothing weird. Yeah. There's nothing weird, guys. We've yet to get a question. Piss on her. We- <laughs> okay, question number two. <clears throat> Dear Joel and Kat, I'm yeah. a vibrant, active, and sexy woman in my late 50s. Mm. I'm financially secure and my social life is thriving. I'm writing because I'm so disillusioned with men in my age bracket. Mm. They all seem interested only in women who are 10 or 20 years younger than them. Wow. Why do I constantly feel overlooked? I think I've got plenty to offer, so why is it so tough to attract someone my age? I'm looking at you, Joel. Well, it's... Uh these guys are interested in young, younger women. Um, and they can get these younger women. So I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I think that it's very natural as we age for us to want to recapture our youth. And I think that's a lot of what's happening in these dynamics where older men are going for much younger women. And, and and then and then they're getting them. And they're getting them. I think for we sure. need to talk to these young girls and say, stick with your age group so that some of these older guys will start fucking these older broads. Well, I'm pretty sure like an episode before you were trying to encourage younger women to date older, so way to be <laughs> yeah, a hypocrite. Joel. I mean, uh, maybe. But I think like I can understand very clearly what's happening here. Like the older men have probably been through one, likely two divorces at this point. Mm. They're not really wanting to invest in a serious relationship right now. They're kind of just enjoying living in their bachelorhood. They're probably strapped financially financially after all the divorces mm. and they want to just have a good time and feel young and sexy. So they're gravitating towards these younger women who are completely disillusioned with their generation of men who grew up learning about sex, watching porn. Right. They want a more mature, wise lover who's experienced and they probably got their own shit going on. They're not ready to get married yet. They're not ready to have kids. So it's like an ideal dynamic. Right. And they're hopefully slipping into my DMs. Go on. And I think, 
what's happening for women in the same age group is this bizarro programming that still clings to this notion that you need a life partner to grow old with and who will fulfill you. So like imagine the scenario where this hot 50 something year old lady has a really dynamic group of girlfriends who are satisfying her emotional needs. She's already expressed that she's financially secure why is she not going after some younger dude to fuck? Mm, right? See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I think it doesn't occur to women that they could absolutely have a relationship like that. And I think, you know, women may be less likely to want a relationship that's just based around the physical. But I don't think it would hurt to try it. Mm-hmm. And what if the particular guy that uh, you're into, like the younger guy that would be into you, I should say, wants the kind of like more mature dynamic as well in the sense that all oh, these young girls are just like vapid exactly you know? and they don't they're not offering me anything as far as conversation and you know a little bit more yeah and if, if you meet someone who knows that they don't want children or perhaps they're already had children and don't want any more children you shouldn't even dismiss the possibility of a real relationship emerging here sure. like why just set your sights on men in your age bracket yeah i mean they're not getting hard at the same frequency as these younger guys that is a very important thing to note um you're gonna have to work a little harder to get the erection going <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they're not the same kind of pull start (laughs) one time that they used to be. Mm -hmm. And these guys, these young kids, they might be able to bang you twice a night. It's true. Maybe three times. Maybe three times. It's unheard of. Yeah, so that would be my advice. Like, maybe don't get so caught up in this notion that you need to find someone in your age range. Not only that, like, we we were talking about these power dynamics. I mean an older woman, the things she knows, you know, that whole thing. If you want to be a little bit more dominating, you know, definitely these younger boys, you can teach them the ropes. Next thing you know, you're the tutor that's, you know, led 10, 15 guys uh, into the uh, market actually knowing how to eat pussy. And you'll have done a service to the world. Yeah. You honor them. (laughs) Uh, You you saint you know, I don't know what your name is, but you might as well, Mother Teresa, Mother whatever, Emily, whatever your name is. Blessed Emily Teresa. <laughs> Whoever you are. Whoever are. you are, go teach some young boys how to go down on someone properly, you know? Yeah, because if Joel hasn't yet done it, we're throwing the I mean, I've given, I've you. given so many, but I just don't know if these dudes are listening. I know that there are some dudes who are listening. I know this for a fact. Have I, I, do you think I've taught them anything, Kat? I can't speak to that, unfortunately, mm. but I know there are dudes who are listening. Guys, just worship. That's part of the worship thing is just like, just take time with that vagina. Worship it. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I have to tell you, mm. like, I will literally not ever again entertain relationship with someone who does not know how to worship a pussy. Yeah. Why would you? Why? Why? Oh, why? I don't know. Like, if if they're just if if the vagina is there for them, forget it. And the vagina has been there for all of us, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> we don't need to <laughs> we don't need to deep dive into that whole situation. But okay, are you ready? Yeah. Number three. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we haven't given enough to this woman. Does she want to bang these older guys? Well, like. 
I mean, if you want to, how are you going to woo an older man if if so he's just banging all these younger women? Like, is there nothing an older woman if she wants to be with an older man? Like, what I happens? Think, I think it depends on where you're meeting people too. Like, if you're just using dating apps, then, you know, you're probably looking at a lot of people who are interested in casual situations. You don't want to do, you don't, and by the way, you don't want to be with a man who just wants to be with younger women. I mean, that's no, just not going to work. No, it's really anyway. not. So if you do legitimately want to try to find a partner who's in your age group, you might want to consider investing some money into like a proper dating site okay. because then, you know, everyone's there because they're committed to that notion and they've made an investment and you may find someone who's more aligned. Yeah, there has to be older fellas who want to be with someone in their age bracket and... Hey, maybe you know of a guy that's older who is banging a younger girl and he's not satisfied. And, you know, like people are taking better and better care of themselves all the time. So maybe she could even skew up a little bit and Mm. like find a slightly older man who's in really great shape and also really vibrant. When the pandemic isn't going on and you actually can meet people physically in person and talk to them, maybe that's what it will take is them going, hey, this beautiful woman in my age range actually like is a great conversationalist and an amazing person to talk to. I'm just going to, you know, break up with this 20, <laughs> 30, 21, 21 year old, <laughs> um, you know, Hot piece go, of ass. What, sorry, what, what was that? You've, you've done the, you've done laser on your genital. Okay. Uh, I will marry you. <laughs> You've done laser on your You've la- had laser hair removal on your, you know, because a lot of the younger girls, they'll shave, but these older women. They're going to invest they in have, the laser? They've invested in the laser. They've, they're sick of the shaving. They're mm. tired of it. They've had it lasered. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> Do you feel like you've tended to this mature, sexy woman for long enough? Now I feel like we have, yeah. Okay, super. All right, question number three. Hi, Kat. Hi, Joel. Hi. I know you've fielded questions about evenly sharing chores at home and how much stress that causes, but I have a very particular concern that I've tried to solve over and over again, and my wife and I can't land on a place of agreement. Mm. She keeps clogging the drain in the bathtub with her long hair. Mm -hmm. I've asked her so many times to clear it out after she showers, but she constantly forgets. When I have to remove it, the sight of the waterlogged clump of fleur (laughs) makes me gag and feel clammy all over. I can't handle having to deal with this for a moment longer. She thinks I'm nuts for making such a big deal out of it. Can you put a garburator in a <laughs> uh, <laughs> shower drain? I don't think so. Well, that's the solution. Is it not? Well, if it's not possible, it's not much of a solution, is it? it? How is it not possible? To put a garburator in a bathtub? I mean, at this point, it's probably difficult. You'd have to totally redo the Like, don't they have just, like, mesh things that you can set in the shower drain that just collect the hair and you can Yeah, but he still has to pull that out. Why is he doing it? Why doesn't he get her to do it? Because she won't do it. She's like, like, I don't care about my hair. She's like, I don't give a shit. I'll 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 stand in an inch of water while it slowly drains while I'm having a shower, collecting my hair again and and bringing it right down to the drain at the end. You know she's insensitive. She's completely you know uh, disgusting. She with her thick curly probably her hair her head probably is full of pube type hair. 
You, you know, think? Which, yeah, I'm thinking it's like long hair because long hair is like the worst. It just long accumulates. Long coarse hair, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> not, not delicate angel hair. This is thick, coarse black hair. So your advice to these people is to just get a carburetor. End it. End it all. Oh, no. <laughs> like kill her? Or? Uh, yeah, murder her. <laughs> well, no, you don't want to kill her, but in her sleep, shave her hair off. Oh, my Just God. Just go, look, sweetheart, you That's your punishment. didn't listen to me. Yeah, this is your I've punishment. I've warned you so many times. Listen, Samson, um, I would say to tell her that we're going to rip the whole bathroom apart and we're going to install a garburetor in the drain, the bath shower drain. And they, one, they must be able to be installed in there. They have to be able to. But it will take, like, you got to get the electricity. You got to run the thing. And then every now and again, you're having a shower, and it's like. <laughs> I did not expect this to be your answer. I really thought you were going to go more along the road of, like, a mass as many of the wet, soggy clumps as you can. Ooh, interesting. And then just leave them in a pile for her somewhere to encounter. <laughs> like on her face when she wakes up in the morning. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was going to be like a real passive-aggressive kind of It would insane... be great to like tie some fishing line to it once you've created a, a hair rat and just leave it in the corner and then she'll just be laying in bed and just like pull it. <laughs> She'll be like, what the fuck was it? You go, that's your hair, sweetie. And this is why this is a big problem. For this me. is why it's a problem because I had to gag while I was pulling that out of the drain. For now two you're weeks. terrified. Oh my God. Or if I hope this guy's, if this guy's bald, if he's balding, <laughs> <laughs> just wear it as a toupee at some what point. Wear it as oh a rug. God. She's like, what's that? This is my new hairpiece. Uh, what? This is how I'm going to present myself <laughs> to the world now. It's the hair that you left in the drain, sweetie. With a little, little clumps of soap and shit that was in the... <laughs> like clipped toenails. Clipped toenails. There's just like all sorts of crap in it. It's just oh scum. Scummy uh-huh. hair. This is what I'm just going to wear on my head. You, well, you find this disgusting. It's dripping down his forehead. <laughs> you find this gross. Because it's not gross when I have to pull it out of the drain, right? That's fine. That's fine for me to have to do that. But it's gross when I'm, I have it sitting on my head. It was it was on your head. Arguably, it wasn't gross then. <laughs> Clean up the fucking hair in the drain. Yeah. Got that? You know, that's a good that's a good relationship. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a great and healthy solution there, Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I was going to suggest like I think part of what's disgusting about pulling hair out of the drain is the resistance that it gives when you're trying to get it all. <laughs> There's something that's really nauseating about that. Yeah. So I think that the little basket fixture is a good solution because then he doesn't if have to get as thing, close to if it. That's if a she's, real thing. And then she can actually also see the hair accumulating because part yeah. of the problem with conventional drains is that you don't really get to see just how much. There must be a, pro- a product that you and just pull it out like a basket and you dump it. There you definitely don't have to is. Touch it, there yeah. definitely is. And then like maybe there could be like an, a points reward system for whenever she's proactive about it. Oh, that'd be interesting. It could become sexy even. I don't know. Or but. take the hair rat and glue it on your pubic mound. <laughs> and then when she takes out your dick one time, there's just this massive hair in place of your pubes. <laughs> and she'd be like, what the, f- what's that? And you just go, what? 
go go down on me. Isn't it isn't it nice to suck a dick with a big mound of your hair in your face? Is that not going to be attractive? Because it was fine when I pulled it out of the drain again and again and again. Why is this gross? Why is it why is this hair gross? Oh yeah, that's right. Cuz it's disgusting wet thick gross hair that you made me pull out of the drain. Do it yourself. So all great suggestions, I think. Yeah. You've been listening to I Do and I Don't Show, show Podcast Show. Um, we're here every Monday because you guys are desperate for answers. We need answers. We need answers, dang it. We got them answers, and them answers are what you've just now done heard. Mm-hmm. Send them questions to I Do and I Don't Show, show at gmail.com, Facebook and Instagram at I Do and I Don't Show. And anything else, Kat? Yeah, uh, send us a rating and a review and tell your friends all about us and know that we're here in your corner for any of your intimate relationship needs. Right. And uh, Kat, you are squeezing your breasts together. Have a great week. <laughs>